goddamn zombie tiger. That's crossing the line. Welcome to Satanists on Cinema. We are your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Satanists on Cinema is a film review and commentary series that quarantines your attention, then rips out your jugular of your imagination, spilling its vital fluid all over the floor where the... Oh, missed my shit. Okay. Where we then roll around in it, Scrooge McDuck style, thereby extending our own diminished imaginations and leaving us able to present this very review. That was a mouthful, and I loved it. <laughs> and uh, I just noticed a drop frame rate. <laughs> just you know what? Oh, okay, I was thinking about that before we went live. I'm pretty sure YouTube hates Satan. I think that might be it. Because we had no fucking issues with the last one we recorded just minutes ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us live. Good to see you. Good morning. Jordan Bass, welcome to the Ninth Circle. Great to see you. Um... Well, whenever you did an upgrade. <laughs> I don't know when it was. Uh, all right, so today we are going to be reviewing... This is a spoiler review. If you do not want to be spoiled, get out. Get. Don't let the door... If you don't want to be out. spoiled, don't watch the trailer. That's true. That's kind of the whole movie. <laughs> uh, here's the logline. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted! Yeah. I don't know if it's the greatest heist. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. So this had a $90 million budget. It was directed by Zack Snyder, written by Zack Snyder, Shay Hatton, and Jobby Harold. Announced in 2007, but spent several years in development hell at Warner Brothers before having the rights brought, bought up by Netflix with Zack Snyder on board to direct in 2019. Filming began in July, taking place in Los Angeles, New Mexico, and New Jersey. Snyder acted as his own cinematographers on the film and shot the film with his custom-made red digital uh, cinema cameras. And this whole film is just, like, oozing with Zack Snyder's cinematography uh, flavors. His play with the depths of field, his slow-mo. I mean, this is <laughs> these are his signature bits. Does that take away from it for you, or... Is it add to it? It did because I had to keep explaining to Jana why it looked the way it did. Hmm. It was like, no, that's an aesthetic choice. Yeah. Here's the lens package that he was using. This is the kind of camera that he's using. This is Zack Snyder being like, oh, look at me. I'm artsy-fartsy. I'm Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> he's not Stanley Kubrick. Let me just say that. Much. I love his play with Depth of Field. I think I like it. I enjoy it. I, I thought it was overdone. That was my problem with it. Like, I understand, you know, wanting to show a focal point and make it all artsy-fartsy, but not every scene has to be that. Right. It was played yeah. up a lot in this, for yeah. sure. Uh, so if you don't like that, you're not going to really know. Um, Jason, or Lazarus, good to see you. Thanks for joining live. Dallas, how you doing? Is it a good movie? <laughs> well, aren't you glad you're wild? Oh, No. It looks like you froze up. Oh, shit. And here I was just talking to Dallas. Well, you're back. Never mind. You're back. <laughs> and we're still getting All dropped right. rates. So obviously there's some real issues with this channel and streaming. 
I don't know I'm, what I'm it saying is. it, man. Fucking YouTube hates Satan. Yeah. All right. So um, Chris D'Elia was originally cast in the film, but after several sexual misconduct allegations uh, in August of 2020, Tig Notaro was hired to replace him. Her, all of her, she was never with any of the other cast being filmed in this because she was late replacement. She was all on green screen. And I thought they yeah. did such an amazing job putting her into the film with that in mind. I wouldn't have known. It was amazing. Like, it was genuinely amazing. Uh, Lexi, thanks for joining live. How you doing? Um, it was released selectively in theaters on May 14th. And, of course, it was streaming on Netflix starting this last Friday, May 21st. There's a making of documentary, which I have not yet seen, um, uh, alongside the release on Netflix mm. called Creating Army of the Dead. So I'm going to have I'm, to check uh... that out. I'm much more interested in that. <laughs> this is actually going to become a franchise. Whether we like it or not, it's already in the works. So we're, we're I mean, gonna... that was pretty obvious. If you watch the movie, you, you know there's going to be more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the film made 290000 on its first day of release and 780000 over its opening weekend at 430 to 600 theaters, which isn't bad, but it's not good. But again, we're still in, you know, sort of pandemic scare of going back to mm -hmm. theaters, so it's understandable. This features two different types of zombies. You have the alphas and you have the shamblers, and there's a whole logical yeah, system for that. Shamblers and the orcs. Yeah. How did you feel about the use of different types of zombies? Oh, I thought it was garbage. Oh, you are kidding. So me. let me let me let me actually pull up my notes. Okay. Uh, where is it? They aren't quite zombies. They're orc witch zombie raptors. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. That's an interesting way of With thinking. a little bit of a vampire in there as well. Right. As well. Yeah, I like that, actually. Um, yeah, because they don't necessarily consume all the time. Sometimes they just turn. Mm -hmm. So did, we're, we're going to get into speculation here in a second. I actually really enjoyed the fact that they use different types. Most franchises or most films only use either the Shambler type or like in... Um, 20 days later, like the speed zombies, which both I absolutely adore. I like it. But I like that there's a, this sort of weird logical system of if you're bit by the alpha, you can become an alpha. If um, the secondary alphas, um, I'm sorry, if, you, if you're bit by an like Zeus himself, you can also be an alpha. If you're bit by anyone else other than that, then you're just a shambler. Um, but it seems like... Zeus can choose whether or not to turn them into a shambler or turn them into an alpha. So it's it's like this weird logic trap, <laughs> I think, that they get into. But I, I still enjoyed it for what it was. It was, you know, stupid popcorn fun. In 2020, it was announced that there's going to be a prequel film and an anime-style television series uh, to expand the franchise. And uh, we can get into that here in a little bit. But this film stars Dave Bautista as Scott Ward. And then there's a whole cast alongside him. Um, I'm not sure I want to get into all of them. No, it's just Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. So yeah. you know there's a bunch of people. Yeah, that's actually literally what it is. Zombie Ocean Eleven. Uh, IMDb gives it 7.5 out of 10 stars. Uh, wow. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 74% on the tomato meter with a 79% audience score. Wow. So it was accepted by arguably everyone that watched it, but whether they Bless liked me. it or not is a different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so let's let's get into this a little bit. Um, the 
you know, we gave the log line. Mm-hmm. So this rich millionaire comes up to Dave Bautista's character, Scott Ward, and offers him an opportunity to go get hundreds of millions of dollars in a safe at the bottom of a casino. Plot hole number one. Why didn't he give them the casino or, or the, um, the code to get into the safe? If it's his right. safe. Weird. Oh, like, it's his safe? Yeah, that's. That I thought he just like bought up the land. I thought that's what that was. Oh, really? That's interesting. Well, okay, so different reading. If it's not like if he actually does own the casino, that's actually explained when um, they're down there trying to crack it, because mm-hmm. uh, the fucking weird German guy is like, "Oh, it's random." Yeah, I don't know. It's... Which doesn't make any sense either for it to be a fucking safe. Like, how are you going to access it if the combination is randomized? Yeah. But yeah, whatever. The whole setup was a little bit strange for me. Um, if it was his casino, he already he said he already got reimbursed for the insurance money. So why are they really risking in you know to get the extra money? Of course, because it's extra money. That on its face should be enough to start the film. Except when you start thinking about it, like, wait, well then why doesn't he have the information to get in the safe? And if it's not his um, uh, casino, then it blows up the whole second you know, twist at the end, which we'll get into in a second about why he wanted to get down there in the first place. It was a weird premise, you know? And then for Batista's character and the entire cast of, uh, zombie oceans 11 agreeing to go on it with no information, no verification that it is actually has money down there or that he owns a casino or anything. They're just, it's just like a promise. And everyone was just like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And even Tignataro's (laughs) character, the helicopter pilot, who was great, by the way. Yeah. yeah. She was just like, I don't care. I don't need details. I don't want to know. Million dollars or $100,000 or whatever they were going to give her. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Like, yeah. no like one million, would do that. I don't know. Somebody tells me, hey, I'll give you $2 million to do this job. Cool. I don't need to know the job. To just go into a zombie-infested city? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I will fucking dig up my mo- dead mother by hand Holy and beat shit. the fuck out of her for two, for $2 million. Like, All right, let's crowdfund this shit. a lot of fucking money. Let's crowdfund this shit, people. <laughs> I want to see Cameron dig up his mom and beat her up. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. $2 million is a lot of money. I'll, I'll get her something up. nice. <laughs> I'll put a flower down afterward. <laughs> I love you, mom. I'm doing this for money. Um, yeah, weird. <laughs> weird setup. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, but... It gets even weirder because apparently the government has set up an internment camp for former residents that actually aren't showing any signs of infection at all. They've just imprisoned them right outside of the containment zone. And the containment zone is only contained because of storage crates. Like, that's enough? Did no one ever see Uh, World War Z? Uh, Right? (laughs) Plus, we already know that these these zombies are intelligent zombies. Like... Oh, they can't climb something that a normal human could climb. Yeah, Marcy, hey, how you doing? Thanks for joining us live. Jason, you're right. She did say she hated her life, so maybe that's enough. Yeah. I mean, again, I fucking hate my life. Where's my $2 million? <laughs> give me a chance. Just give me a chance. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was strange. Uh, plot hole number two, no parent in their right mind would ever take their daughter into that containment zone for any reason whatsoever, full stop. That's the most insane thing that that um, 
Kate Ward, Scott's daughter, a strange daughter, who also lives in the containment um, internment camp, <laughs> is going are after they Asian? some yeah, they're Asian. What's that? Jason's asking if they are Asian. They're they're Asian. Well, there's there's I don't understand the question. There's Asian I, I, peoples in the film. Yeah, I mean the main character, Dave Batista, is he's oh. Asian. So that's is he? So, I thought he was Latin. Yeah, no, he's Asian. Is he Latin? Asian Latin? Latin Asian? Latin uh, Asian? I, I don't know. Is he a Latin? Okay. He might be a lactation. <laughs> a lact and he's a lactation. <laughs> yes, lactation. He okay. Is fact I didn't see a camera, so we can't really tell for sure. That being said, uh, I just came back from Yellowstone, and let me tell you something. <laughs> That's a It's not a stereotype if it's real, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the internment camp, this mother with two kids that the daughter has sort of, you know, grown attached to. The mother went, like, was snuck in with the coyote to try to break into some uh, gambling machine in order to get some extra cash to buy her escape from the prison guards to get out of okay. the internment okay. camp. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to stop right there. Plot hole number three. They are in the middle of a fucking evacuation because they're going to nuke the area. Why do you need to break into the area they're going to nuke to get money to get your way out of an internment camp that they're going to get you out of in a day? Do they know that? Yes. Everybody remember, knows that. I don't remember the internment camp people knowing that. Yeah, everybody knows that. All right. I'm going to – if someone can f verify yeah, that. Yeah, somebody tell me if I'm wrong. But that would be horrible if that were true. <laughs> That would be horrible. And that would be plot hole number three. This is a Swiss cheese script, everyone. Just Very understand much, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I did like the idea of a coyote sneaking in to sort of raid and then having to give, like, a sacrifice to the alpha in order to be allowed to walk around. I thought that was a pretty cool little um, trick, I guess. Yeah, that because it does, it does set you up to understand, okay, well, these zombies are actually thinking and strategizing creatures, mm -hmm. and they're not just the mindless walking dead zombies that we all understand and know. Um, and even their treatment of the shamblers I thought was very interesting because they just sort of end up desiccating, and sometimes they get reanimated if they get wet for a little bit. I mean, it was an interesting way to treat zombies that's mm -hmm. different. And... To, to say that after having so many zombie films and series and comics and books all, you know, putting it out there, you know, credit for coming up with a new creative approach. I dug that. Did they really, though? I mean, I'm going to give it a little bit. <laughs> it's like water. we've seen this before. It's like a <laughs> sea monkey. You put a little water on it. It starts wiggling a little bit. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's alive. Um, there's no mention of the containment camp scenes, uh, says Eric. Okay, so that would remove one. <laughs> Whatever. But thank you for looking at yeah. it. Um, never trust Big Brother. Best to have cast so you don't glow in the dark. <laughs> That's true, Lexi. <laughs> That's true. Um, as soon as they get in there, um, we see uh, um, the zombie tiger, Valentine. What did you think about Valentine? God, that was so stupid. I thought that and was the best a... part of the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you like Lord of the Rings because it's a warg, it's not oh a fucking God. tiger. You've read too much Tolkien lately. 
You shut your dirty whore mouth. There is no such thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of Warg at all. I just thought, wow, that does cross a line. I, I mean, it was it was it. cool, but it's like with the zombies, like with the alphas. I understand that they still have like you know something going on up here, so they would act as a sentient being. Yeah. Why? I mean, I I guess we're assuming that a virus that affects people can affect animals as well, so it could potentially change its you know cognitive functions and the way it does stuff. But I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird that it was so controlled. Well, let's let's talk about this for just a second because we're going into this assuming that it's a typical zombie infection that's passed by mm. bite or whatever, um, but. At the very opening of this film, this Zeus, the first, you know, the zombie character, Zeus, the alpha, is coming from Area 51 in a containment to be transported where? I don't want to know. And, and why does no one who knows about him, why is there no scientist on board or, or you know, intelligence officer on board uh, this caravan transporting him? But what if it's not as like a virus? What if it is some sort of like biological disease that is either extraterrestrial in nature or origin or even if it's manufactured it could be a different version you know in the same way that in 28 days later they manufactured rage which caused mm -hmm. the, the the virus outbreak so it could be something completely different and even maybe not from terra firma here uh, which i liked that it was open-ended i I could get behind that if it's not because I mean, of course, it is coming from Area 51, but like if it's not a terrestrial thing, like I, I could get behind that. Yeah, it'd be interesting. What do you guys think in the chat? Is this from Earth? Is it manufactured? Is it from a mushroom? Like where, where did this come from? And uh, is Zeus just Captain America gone bad? Hmm? Hmm? Not just a hat rack. Okay. Not just a hat rack. <laughs> Uh, so they, they, the coyote lets them in, which again, so weird that they would have this group go in there to do this. Why wouldn't they just like helicopter over the actual, they did explain that in the beginning, oh. um, because it's restricted airspace. You can't fly in, but you From can fly who? out. <laughs> From fucking the Japanese guy. No, I understand. He explained that. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, my argument is. They're going to nuke this place. Who is going to like m have fighter jets go after someone flying over it? Like that's that's ridiculous. They would just be like, "Oh, well, they're about to die, so let them try to do whatever they're going to do." It doesn't matter at this point, you know. Good. That's that's good, Jason. I would not watch a five-hour version of this. It already felt like it was five hours. I would uh I'd watch a couple of these. It Actually, was, it was halfway there it. already. It was two and a half hours. Right. So <laughs> let's get a sequel and we're good to go. Um, yeah. So I mean, the fight sequences. Did you enjoy the the? the oh, combat? absolutely. That was the best part of the movie. Like yeah. we didn't get as much fighting as I hoped we'd get, but the gore was so beautiful Great. and plentiful, and a, a good amount of it was, you know, practical. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. That's what kept me laughing and enjoying myself. The jaw being pulled off at the very beginning. Awesome. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Awesome. I <laughs> love that stuff. Because I'm like, okay, he's going to grab him, pick him up. And I'm like, oh, it's just his face. Oh, my gosh, it's John. 
<laughs> I just love that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So great. And anytime you get a, you know, showcase practical FX artists work, then hell is yes, let's do that. Mm -hmm. These are these are craftsmen and women. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, ultimately, the whole premise is to get the money. Uh, Scott is going to end up giving his cut to his daughter so she can actually have a life because he feels bad for, I guess, having killed his wife. I mean, it's fair. It wasn't his fault. I, like, what, yeah, what could he have why, done? Okay. Why did he do it that way? Like, yeah. come on. It's going to be fucking quicker and less traumatic to shoot her in the face. Instead, he choke holds her up against the door frame where his daughter is hiding and stabs her in the top of the head. Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Give me $2 million. I'll do that to my wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. I love you. Okay. Um, yeah, I loved all of the combat sequences I thought were really, really great. All of the action made up for every bit of nonsense plot for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it, it just made it a lot of fun. There was a lot of great little one-liners here and there sprinkled in. I love the interaction between the different cast members because mm -hmm. there was a lot of sort of side-eye and like, bitch, please, you know, type looks being passed around, which of yeah. course there would be. And I love that. I love attitude. Um, and I love that it didn't seem like there was any like one stereotype that was being perpetuated to me other than the, you know, the rich Asian or Japanese millionaire, which that kind of feels like a stereotype to me, but I don't know. If well, is. can't forget the, the rapist officer. Okay. There's two. Yeah. <laughs> so we got true. two stereotypes. Two stereotypes. Other than that, it just felt like a fun. Well, I don't know. Can we call the lesbian? I mean, she's a mechanic and shit. She fixes everything and she doesn't care. I mean, that's, that's pretty stereotypical, but she didn't but, I mean, have a mullet or a mustache. So that's true. Okay, so not not a full stereotype. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't believe lipstick lesbians ever existed at all. I thought they were a myth like a unicorn. Because I, when I lived in uh, Arizona when I was going to college, um, every single lesbian I ever ran across had like little wispy mustache. Everyone. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Where's all the lipstick put, lesbian? You can put lipstick on a mustache, Adam. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> Looking like Night of the Demons. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, the plot the plot was just garbage. It, 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 it was, was it was really really stupid. It was just a way for Zack Snyder to flex his muscles and be in control over a, a project after he got fucked in mm -hmm. his last project. Like that's what it yeah. felt like to me. That's that's I mean that's fucking what this was. Was oh. I'm Zack Snyder, and you're going to give me a buttload of money? Well, I'm going to do me. Yeah. Yay! But if you're a fan of his work, I am, then you would appreciate that. Like, I loved 300, I what he did with 300. I, I loved yeah, Night of the Living Dead was bomb! His Night of the Living Dead was the best fucking zombie film at, when I saw it that I'd seen in years. It was great. Yeah. I still go back to it. It's great. And his use of soundtrack, I think, is fun. Ugh. You don't? That's that kept pulling me out. I don't oh, know. No. I don't know what it is about shit that's so heavy on you know, songs like that that pulls me out of a movie. It just makes me feel like I'm watching a commercial. Yeah. And some movies can do it, and it's great. This one, I I don't know. I guess I'd have to watch it again to see if I was just being 
a poopy pants or not, but every time there was like a loud, lyrically driven song, it just kind of pulled me out. Right. All right, Mr. Poopy Pants. Yeah. <sighs> Gasp. Um, so uh, it basically ends where um, the the guy who came with I'm, – I'm bad because I have the names here, but I don't have the name of uh, the dude that took the alpha's head. Just, just call him Sunglasses. So Sunglasses takes the head and reveals that the only reason why they went in the first place was not for the money, but to take the head in order to build their own zombie army and you know have the most powerful for, fighting force in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. at their disposal or to you know tech up or whatever um and so he traps everyone else uh inside the um inside the the building and he goes to make his escape realizes that oh the coyotes was it the coyote or one of the team switched the bag mm-hmm. on him uh so he didn't have the head in the bag and then that's when valentine sneaks up behind him and gives him his uh you know what yeah do that for. shit that was so over the top Oh, that I at it. first I wanted to hate it, and then when he rips his fucking face off, I'm cheering like an Dude, idiot. That was, it was awesome. so good. <laughs> it was so awesome. Just like, yeah. It's ah, like, all right, I'm done. Freaking jump. <laughs> yeah, God, um, that was so good. I do want to know how Valentine was turned. Did the Alpha go up to him and he was just like, "Hey, just let me bite you for a second, dude." Well, see, that that would have to be how it was. Because if he's acting like an alpha, like he's got a thought process and all that shit, it would just, you know, go, like, it it would just have to be that way. I'll tell you what, I want to see that movie where it's him, Zeus wrestling Valentine to turn him. That Mm -hmm. would be awesome. Yeah, that was the, that was the one downside, like, best part of the show, and I mean, we'll get into it again, but that openings, the the credit crawl in the beginning. That was fun. Like, just basically saying this is what happened this is why we are and you know here's years worth of shit in this little montage it's like that's the movie that i wanted to see like the takeover and um the capturing of vegas i think we are gonna end up seeing that yeah i i hope so and that would make sense too if they're doing an animated prequel like that would be like the perfect uh uh medium for doing that for sure yeah um yeah, so basically it ends with the rest of the team trying to survive because uh, Zeus realizes that his alpha partner, who they actually got pregnant, so it's not just the head up here that works, mm-hmm. um, was killed. Like he could sense it. No, he saw her corpse, uh, her headless corpse. And mm-hmm. then it's just on. Like the zombies, shamblers, and all of the other alphas swarm on this uh, Ocean's Eleven crew and they have to fight their way out. Um, one guy gets locked in the safe. Um, one guy blows himself up uh, on the escape, losing a bunch of money and taking care of a whole bunch of the shamblers and alphas in the mm-hmm. process. Uh, and ultimately, uh, Scott, Kate, and Mariana, which is Tignataro's character, you know, flying the helicopter, they escape. But Zeus does this really cool, like, sort of uh, Captain America-esque jump or, or Mission Impossible Tom Cruise yeah. jump over <laughs> to the helicopter and uh, basically kills uh well he stabs or almost kills scott immediately mm-hmm. crashes the plane uh, and somehow kate did a tuck and roll at the end mm-hmm. so she flew out of the helicopter that crashed completely unscathed and just got up <laughs> dusted herself off thumbed her nose and then walked over to her dad who was still alive <laughs> just like how the fuck did she she should have broken bones at minimum mm-hmm. There's like I want to see blood gushing or something, but she's just like, no, I'm good. 
Yeah, somebody that's in a chair and protected from a crash is dead. <laughs> and she's ejected from the fucking yeah. vehicle and is just like, huh, well. It's all right. it's my elevator Let's go find theory. My dad. Right before you crash, jump. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. It works every time. Google it. Science. It's science. Yeah. Can't argue. Yeah, just science. don't look up Mythbusters. <laughs> Google it, all right? <laughs> just jump. And that's what she did, and it worked. So proof. Ha. Yeah. Fuck you. You got, you got me there. <laughs> um yeah, so her dad starts to turn. Obviously, he was, you know, messed up by the alpha, and so she kills her dad. And then it sort of cuts to oh yeah. And the whole reason why she went was to rescue this single mother who mm. she actually ultimately does and then she's nowhere to be seen after the crash what yeah she was the whole fucking mcguffin like that's this should have been called mcguffin the movie (laughs) like i've i know i've said that before about other movies but this is straight up almost like a mcguffin gymnastics like um the rise of skywalker was (laughs) it was so unnecessary (laughs) will never speak of that film in my presence again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I've been burned, damn it. I'm still <laughs> wounded. Uh, yeah, no, it, it it was weird that that was the whole point. Her whole motivation. And then it's just like, oh, let's just not even reference it at all. Let's just forget about it. Yeah. Okay. That like, has oh, to be your a friend scene. didn't get out, but maybe she did. Well, here's money. I'm going to die now. Yeah. And it's like, well, I guess I'll start a food truck. <laughs> right. <laughs> to honor my dad people um yeah this script needed some polishing so i don't well, know we're if not this done is a reason... i know i know but i'm just oh, saying okay okay if there's like a four-hour cut of this that made logical sense i want to watch that four-hour cut i i would definitely do that i would wait until it's a weekend where my wife's out doing something <laughs> yeah and then just I'll sit down with through. a bottle of whiskey and yeah give me a cigar and i'll just absorb the four hour cut but the two and a half hour cut it's just like so many plot holes everywhere mm-hmm. killing me um zombie yeah eric that was uh zomphibus <laughs> is what we got to yeah see. that was god that was so stupid it's a cute little zomphibus you can have someone make those i'd buy one i would yeah. totally buy a zomphibus yeah i uh, agree so the very end um the guy who was locked in the uh um Oh, gosh, what is his name? I thought I wrote it down. Omari? Yeah. Vanderho. Yeah. Vanderho, the character's name. Uh, Omari Hardwick played him. He's, he looks badass, too. So yeah. he survived. I guess the nuclear blast that hit Las Vegas unlocked the safe. <laughs> so maybe if they just waited till after the blast be. and went in with hazmat suits, they could have gotten all the money. Right? Because it was okay. completely untouched. <laughs> It's I mean, like Indiana course. Jones 4. Just get in the refrigerator. You're fine. Uh, don't. <laughs> okay, so we stay away from Rise of Skywalker with you. Let's stay away from, you know, Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull from me. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh. Um, <laughs> Zomber Panda food truck. I like that, Jason. I like that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, Vanderho crawls out of the wreckage of, uh, like, travels to Utah, and then he gets charters a plane to get to, uh, like, he, it, it reveals in the end, he's got a bite on his tricep, but he travels miles over, must have been days, 
Yeah, it had to have been. To get to the flight where he was about to hook up with the two stewardesses. And that's, mm. I mean, it's still in the cards, let's be honest. And as soon as he, like, you know, checks his tricep, he's like, oh, shit. So that's the end. Yep, it's going to take out Mexico like a peckerhead. Mexico City is uh, going to go the way of, um, well, the Aztecs. Because they're screwed. And that's our sequel, yeah. I think. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know. I'd still like it. But, okay, but this begs the question. How long does it take for an alpha? Because they did say that it, different people show symptoms at different times. It's like your second COVID shot, apparently. Some mm. people are fine for a while. Other people, like, go into fever dreams uh, that night. So, I don't know. What do you think about this this virus and its, its convenience in taking its time? So, if we go off the premise of it being an extraterrestrial entity, virus, whatever... Then I could buy it because we just don't know how that would affect us. Um, whereas if it's like any other zombie virus strain that we've seen over the last few decades, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So I like the idea of it being an alien virus. I'm going to stick yeah, with I that because that makes this much more palatable. I agree. It's better headcanon in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and at the very beginning, the soldiers did turn instantly, and so it does mm -hmm. seem to affect different people in different ways, which it's got to be this weird biological disease or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like venom, you know? It just takes a little, like a symbiote, takes a little mm -hmm. bit longer to infect you or something. Just not nearly as cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so what are your favorite parts of this film? Um, so definitely the gore. I mean, that was fucking, yeah, was great. like, that. that's my bread and butter. Like, mm -hmm. I live off of that shit. Uh, the opening scene was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like the, that credit crawl, it, it was just great. Like it sets up the whole zombie war essentially. And it was great to see everybody just being a badass. Um, and then to be honest, like Dave Batista was fucking phenomenal in this. Uh, He's great. Like, like this was, you know, he had gone on interviews talking about how, um, uh, James Gunn had wrote a, another superhero movie and he was going to star in it. But then he's like, oh, well, Zack Snyder's got a starring role for me and I want to work with him. So it's like, you know, that's that says a lot. It's like you're going to go with somebody that you know how to work with. Mm -hmm. We all know is going to make something great. And you wanted to go with this guy instead. Like, yeah, that's a lot to live up to. And I think it, it definitely hit expectations. Like he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the back and forth between him and his daughter. It just I bought all of that. Uh, I did too. I, I, for some reason, to see him go from a massive com comedic role to um, a bit of a dramatic role in Blade mm -hmm. Runner 2, and then be like the lead in this action flick, and he's done some other comedic action movies and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, in between. I, I think he's going to be, you know, one of those actors that develops into a mm -hmm. really good, really, really good actor. Yeah, I really hope so. Like, I don't think he's reached his peak yet. But I enjoyed watching him. He has such a strange look, a strange face. A, you know, his body's all pumped up from his, his previous career in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, he's, a, he's an interesting character to, to look at. Mm -hmm. And so if you can find the right role for him, I think he'll just continue to shine. So it's interesting, yeah. that, to, your, to your point, he's choosing roles that are going to allow him the opportunity of shining, which I like. Yeah. So. Same. All right, uh, my favorite part has got to be the fight sequences. I just had so much fun watching 
like Batista go up against a fast zombie and trying to stab him and not being able to, you know, yeah. all of this sort of swarming zombie um, moments were as exciting as I wanted them to be as sort of terrifying and dangerous and comedic as mm. I love them to be in, in this type of a film. So I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, what's your least favorite part of this film? <sighs> okay. Let me pull up my notes just to oh, see. Jeez, takes a deep breath. <gasps> Dude, it was. <laughs> okay. So I guess if I had to pick one thing, like my number one biggest complaint, and I've got a fucking list, trust me. It was Spartacus Zombie. Why the fuck does he have a cape? That makes no goddamn the sense. The mask. Okay, like the it. mask I get because it Protect fucking shows head. the practical use of it. Like he gets popped in the face and it just bounces off. But it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like I hated that. The cape or the mask? Both. Like I thought it was dumb <laughs> as fuck. Like it was very Urukai with the mask. You're a goddamn zombie, man. Come on. You... Whatever. And then just, like, there's so much shit that didn't make sense, like hibernating zombies. No, those are fucking Silent Hill nurses. Fuck you. <laughs> um, how did they take out the helicopter in the beginning of the movie? Did a zombie, like, throw another fucking zombie and it toppled this giant beast of a... I don't want to see a, that. A... Yeah, that was the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, as it's flying into Vegas, what the fuck? It's a zombie. The, their thing is on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, they can jump like Air Jordans. I, okay, cool. So let's take that off the list then. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's really that's kind of the gist. Yeah. Like I fucking hated that zombie so much; he was stupid as hell. Wow. I wish. And there just there was like no logic yeah. for most of this movie. Well, the the script is my least favorite part of this film. Like yeah. hands down, there's nothing worse about this film than the script. You can mm -hmm. argue about the cinematography all you want, but the script was the worst mm -hmm. part of this film. Um, I I liked Zeus without the long hair. I understand if you're dead, your hair and nails continue to grow, but apparently he has nail clippers, but not scissors. I liked him with that military cut looking like crazy menacing. Like, is this an experiment? Like what happened? Was he in fact, yeah. was he an astronaut and he got infected? Like I want, I want to know more about Zeus. I didn't even think about the fact that his hair grew. Oh, that grew pisses me off even more now. He went from fucking, um, uh, oh, what's that? The guy who's going to play the, um, fuck, that wrestler with the high and tight, the white guy. Fuck. Anyway, man, that narrows it down. Doesn't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a fucking, you know, high and tight soldier and uh, ends up looking like Johnny Depp. <laughs> like, moody fucking hair coming down. All he's missing is like a 12 scarves and he would have been fucking Johnny Depp. <laughs> and his cape could have fucking been the 12 scarves. There you go. Him. That was his 12 scarves. So, <laughs> he was a little Phantom of the Opera at the end with the mask. But I, I like the idea okay, of a Jason, zombie learns how to protect If that was himself. the fucking case, why didn't they show that? I want to see zombies catapulting zombies at shit. That would be awesome. That would, I like would grabbing them and just spinning around like a Olympic throw. Like, yeah, John Cena. There we go. John we Cena. Just, thanks, guys. Should just said uh, the new. Um, I tried to, but I forgot the goddamn name of the hero. Well, now I can't. Just think. like you did. <laughs> My wife's always saying that he looks like Jim Varney now. I don't even know the yeah. reference. Jim Varney, Ernest. Oh. What? Yeah, supposedly he looks like a buff Jim Varney now. Okay. 
I don't see it, but whatever. Okay. I don't either. <laughs> uh, should we do ratings, or do you want to say anything else about this? I mean, I can talk all shit the all shit day. about this. Like, I will just shit all over this movie. But I think we can go into ratings. All right. What did you give this thing? All right. So this was a difficult one. Like, no shit. I watched this Friday night when I got home from work. I, let's see, we're at 10, 30. So probably about two hours ago, I finally was able to sit down on a rating. So I'm going to give it two stickers. Now, here's why. It would have been one sticker because of how bad the fucking story was. I've seen Ocean's Eleven. I've seen both Ocean's Elevens. I, I've seen World War Z. I've seen, what was the other one that it ripped off? Fucking Resident Evil 5. <laughs> Like, I've seen all this shit. So that would have been one sticker. But I was laughing my ass off the whole way through. So I figured, all right, give it another half. And then when I actually sat down and thought about the gore and all that shit, it's like, all right, whatever. Let's give it a good solid two stickers. Like, I did not like this movie, but I would watch it again. Wow. <laughs> Even with how stupid it is. Wow. Like, this would be put it on in the background, do other things, and giggle every now and then yeah. type of movie. Yeah, I, I gave it three um, because it's a, it's a summer blockbuster film. It is a mindless story where you can just sit down and enjoy the action on screen and enjoy the camera work and the actors and just sort of have fun with a zombie murder film. And for that reason alone, I gave it three. I, I was leaning towards two, but... I can forgive bad plot lines. Like, I, there's so many films that I love that have horrible or no actual plot. Mm -hmm. So I can forgive that. And I do enjoy Zack Snyder's style. I really do. So I, I just thought, you know, I'm going to give you an extra banana sticker for that. So, congratulations. That's you owe me one. Mr. <laughs> <Right>. Snyder. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we get to the McKenzie's? Let's get to the McKenzie's. I need an intro for the McKenzie. Yeah. Should be us like running somewhere. We can do that. Just go, one night. Go run, just... Into, go run into somebody's house. Yeah. They're like, what the who the fuck called the cops? <laughs> like, no, yeah, sorry, we're leaving. Um, all right, what you got anything keeping you keeping you into the scary shit? Fuck yeah. Frightmares, motherfucker. I can't wait for that shit to come out. What? Netflix. So they're doing a three part Frightmares series. I didn't know. Uh, that. which for those that don't know, Frightmares is like the, um, you know, Goosebumps. It's like the little kids' books, but when you're a little bit older, like 12 or 13 or whatever, then you get into Frightmares because it's just this much scarier than Goosebumps. Right. Uh, and I fucking, almost every night I fall asleep watching the old Goosebumps series because I love it that much. Wow. So, needless to say, when I uh, saw there was going to be a three part series for Frightmares, I was on board. I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Not really. I mean, Resident Evil 8, but I haven't touched it yet, so pretty stoked on that. Aren't they doing a remake of those films? I like fucking resetting hope. it? I, th I think so. I'm pretty sure. I think I saw that somewhere. It's, I don't know, it's one of those franchises that it jumped the shark so long ago that they can do whatever they want now, and it's like, it wouldn't matter. I'm really excited for Quiet Place 2 and um, the the new Conjuring. Yeah, holy shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm I'm like holding out. I think that's going to be the first movie I go see. Oh, really? Uh, 
this year. Yeah. Quiet Place 2, we're definitely going to see in the theater. See, that one, that's a hard one because if I could go where it's just like me and like the group that I'm going with in the theater, that'd be fantastic. So that's how I actually saw the Quiet Place, like the first one. Yeah. But if it was like a packed house, I think that'd be weird. I saw the first one in a packed house and everyone was quiet. Like not even people wanted to like open their wrappers for candy or popcorn chewing because you that's, felt like everyone was looking at you because it was so quiet and everything. Cool. That's pretty surprising. It was, yeah, it was really cool. It was good. It was a matinee, but it was still fun. Um, let's see what's keeping me creepy. So in Surge of Darkness 2, I'm loving this documentary of just highlighting horror movies mm -hmm. in the 80s. You can't get better than that. Uh, Fuck no. Friedberry. <laughs> you watched it. It's so weird. It oh is my God. so weird. It's so stupid and awful, <laughs> but you can't help but enjoy it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, I was kind of fucking with you when I was like, you should watch that. Yeah, thanks. But then I, I finished did. it. I'm like, man, that was actually really fucking fun. <laughs> well, there's another one called like Gore Power Man or something like that. The, gore psycho man yeah, yeah. i haven't that seen that one incorrect that's one we should watch together and do a commentary because i am 100 down it looks amazing um and then creep show too it's only five episodes out right now but for the second season mm -hmm. but it's great it was yeah that was an all right season i had fun are I, they done I, I with, the season, with those first. five episodes yeah yeah so well there was Shit. supposed to be more but marilyn manson got canceled so that's it is what it is yeah be but six. hey, at least we'll get season three here in December, so yeah, not gonna complain too much. Well, that'll be awesome. I look forward to that. I always love that stuff. Um, and that's kind of kind of it. Like normally, I do. My wife and I do a lot of like uh, last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs, and uh, we haven't been doing that lately. So. Yeah, I've missed the last what two weeks? Or no, I guess I just missed this last week. Oh, yeah. Last the week before last was Friedberry, I think. Oh, yeah, I should have uh, watched I, it with them it's yeah that's the way to fucking watch it mm -hmm. <laughs> damn it man. yeah psycho gorman does look good lazarus it really really mm -hmm. does i watched the trailer and I, almost lost I haven't shit. heard a single bad thing about it which is surprising because that looks like a kind of movie that people just shit all over yeah well it's gonna be good all right anything else yeah, i think we got it I uh, thank you everyone so much for watching this episode of Satanists on Cinema. You can find all of my Satanic Series episodes on my website, reverendcampbell.com. Of course, you can subscribe to this YouTube channel to uh, check out any of them. Like the videos and share them if you are so inclined. And if not, okay, that's fine too. I, I can respect that decision. <laughs> we'll forgive you. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, if you want to find out what is com upcoming on any of my other uh, series, sign up to the email list. And the link is in the description below as well. Until next time. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. This is an outro video. Outro video. Oh, oh, oh. That's all I got. Should yeah, we do a contest? I didn't have anything for a contest. Yeah, I, I didn't think to write anything down for a contest. How about let's do... What? what do we want to do a contest or just say screw the people? I mean, I'm all about saying screw the people from my, you know, perch of power, but can you think of something on the fly? Yeah, I got one. I just all thought right. of it. Let's do Zack Snyder's very first film and what was the Rotten Tomato score? And the first person to answer correctly in the chat uh, gets a prize. <laughs> I'll reach out to you. All right, Marcy <laughs> Lee, thank you so much. You're a doll. I appreciate you. Peace.
Is that the answer? $3? I'm pretty sure that's the answer. Is it? 